For the longest time, I told myself I would never be subject to the whim of a Google Calendar. But now I'm not so sure. The idea that you had no clue as to what's planned during your day, or even throughout the week, was so disturbing to me as I saw families check their mobile apps, which I perceived as basically running their lives. But because I'm involved in multiple projects this summer, I've dropped the ball on more than one occasion and have resorted to calendar alerts to keep me on schedule. It's a sad admission to be sure, because I always thought I'd be in control of my life, which meant staying on top of my daily schedule. Calendar apps just feel so dehumanizing, and the last thing I want is to live my life from one appointment to the next. To me, that translates to a failure to fully engage with life at the most fundamental level. Otherwise, I want to relate a funny encounter I had the other day with an acquaintance of mine. I say acquaintance and not friend because this guy doesn't know me well enough to truly understand me. We had run into each other in the cafeteria of a largest retail complex near where I live when he asked me if I was seeing anybody. I told him no, and he asked me if I'd be interested in meeting one of his friends. I kind of laughed in response and said, only if you promise to tell him that I'm actually 50 pounds overweight. He recoiled in surprise. The truth is, I have gained a little weight recently, but not enough to bother me, really. My family has made snide comments here and there, but I subvert them by shrugging it off or celebrating my fatness by declaring eating more as my new goal in life. The weight gain was inevitable because of all the stress I've been under. I don't want to justify poor eating habits, but I do what I need to survive. And when you're functioning off of less than five hours of sleep for long stretches at a time, you have to eat late at night to actually function somewhat normally. For a lot of women, it's just so sad because weight often has a direct correlation to insecurity. I'm just the opposite. I have a body dysmorphia, which makes me think I'm thinner and healthier than I really am, which further contributes to the weight gain. What? Marshmallow bar? Bah, of course I'll eat it. Diet? What diet? The only diet is my Diet Coke, and that's because I'm a borderline diabetic. I make light of it because I'm a true sucker for one, brains, and two, interesting personalities. To be fair, I've done the beauty thing before, and it's true what they say, beauty is overrated. But not only is it overrated, beauty is a burden, and at times, even a beast. Well, okay, let's combine. Beauty is a beast of a burden. There was one time in life when I would have the gall to call myself beautiful. Not pretty, but beautiful. And I know I wasn't being delusional because it was also the single instance when my own mother used the term pretty to describe me as her daughter. Otherwise, she had no problems calling me average or just kind of cute, but not really. But the moment that really clinched it for me was when I was living in New York City as a poor graduate student. I was 23 years old at the time, which some say is when women peak in their youthful beauty, as opposed to mature beauty, I guess. I was meeting one of my friends from college at the seedy dive bar in St. Mark's, 
And as soon as I walked in and waited to be seated, I was unnerved to see all eyes on me. Guys had stopped eating their food and stared. Others had caught on and actually turned around to look at me. And when I finally spotted my friend, he was looking down at his shoes in what I could only gather to be hypervigilance coupled with anxiety. I was confused by the reactions. I was wearing torn jeans and a hoodie from Forever 21 and a regular pair of walking shoes. Sure, I was wearing makeup, but nothing heavy or outlandish. My hair was loosely made up in the bouffant style, which was trendy back in those days. The only difference being that I was a felt size two. Much later after that fateful night, a mutual friend would recount the experience back to me. He told me that the friend I had met up with had said he knew better now to envy men with beautiful wives or girlfriends. That after having dinner with me that night, he knew what it was like to be with the prettiest girl in the room and he didn't like it. Around that same time, I even had an old college roommate come visit me and she had uncharacteristically commented on my looks. You're so pretty. I've never seen you like this before. Well, that was 50 pounds ago. Which gets me back to my run-in with this acquaintance and calendar apps. After staring at me in mute wonder, I explained to him that unless his friend was interested in heavier set girls, then I would recommend he move on. But if the looks and weight didn't bother him, then he would simply have to consult my Google Calendar. <laughs>